0: Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 17 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave. I'm Ramrod. And have we got stories to tell you this episode. Uh, If you follow us on our social media, Facebook or Twitter, you may well already be aware that we've been on a ghost hunt. Um, And again, if you listen to 80's Picture House, you'll know my history of the place where we went, which is the Tivoli in Buckley in North Wales. So, Ramrod... um, it was last night, wasn't it? We went to the Tiv, and they were, we were kindly invited there to take part in the first run of their in-house ghost hunts. And, well, first of all, we lived to tell the tale.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know what? Just as soon as we started talking now and it's come back into my head, I've got, like, a pooey belly, like <laughs> like, a, like a nervous belly sort of thing because I'm, I'm going to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, it was like the plot of... Uh, a very bizarre B movie where, uh, you know, we we we're kind of the guinea pigs for this um, beautiful thing that the Tiv are putting on to um, open up to the public. You know, this this notoriously haunted and very
0: beautiful building. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot, there's a hell of a lot of history to it, isn't there? When you look into it.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, this place has been, like, gone through, It's no end of times, most haunted uh, mediums across the country and across the world, as I believe. Um, the Tiv is really haunted, so they picked us to go and be <laughs> the guinea pigs, didn't
0: they? They did, and I'm sure you won't mind me saying, mate, that you were quite hesitant to begin with when this was when I put the idea to you about going there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know me very well. I mean... I, horror and ghosts and stuff my bread and butter I do like to be scared but in a controlled way where it's just on a plasma screen in front of me and I can go to the toilet when I need to putting me in a situation (laughs) where I may become possessed or sexually assaulted by ghosts um yeah it did fill me with a little bit of apprehension i'll be honest with you because it's not what i'd consider to be the first thing i'd do for fun on a friday night <laughs> uh, you know i mean you, you you can't you can't quantify what we went through you know to what i expected yeah i mean yeah
0: out. i mean this is something isn't it we'll get into this how your expectations of of the event were totally flipped really by the end of the night and you Without sounding too dramatic, you came out the other end like sort of a new man in in one way, didn't you? With the way that you regard things like this, and through the experiences that you went through last night.
1: Definitely. I mean, I, I mean, you're you're Mr. Open Mind, aren't you?
0: Well, I think this yeah. is where we complement each other because, yeah. and again, say if um, as a weird example, say a, a spaceship landed in the the field outside, I would be the first one to like run at it and go, I want to see inside it. Yeah,
1: and I'd be the first one to call in an airstrike. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're always afraid of what you don't know, and I am fascinated by the prospect of the other side. You know, I, I you know I'm a man of science, and I believe in you know dimensions. I mean that's quite deep, I suppose, isn't it? But yeah, I, you know maybe there is some other dimension. Obviously we're electrical beings, so my belief is, where does that electricity? dissipate to once you know our lights go out
0: hmm, yeah it,
1: you know it's uh, it's still there you turn off the light the electricity still flowing through the system so that's my kind of thinking of it is maybe there is some imprint i think is the most popular maybe term used by people that want to believe is like there's an imprint left behind there and uh, but i was shitting myself as well because you know i've seen the entity how many times and you know she gets felt up and you know, in the shower by a ghost. And I just thought that I, it would be my, cause I got bad luck. You know, uh, if it went for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. And I knew going into this night, I thought I bet something like froze me through a window or something like that. I just know something's going to happen. Luckily it didn't cause we're here. Yeah. And it, you know, don't worry anybody that's listening, you won't get thrown through a window <laughs> or sexually abused by a ghost.
0: <laughs> Although if you are there still Ramrod, the, <laughs> <laughs> Those two criteria may well change. Indeed. Yeah. We should say as well, um, originally the plan was we were going to record it all live on the night. I mean, I took some recording equipment and we were going to do it all there. Uh, As things transpired, we were having such a good time and we were so invested in everything that was going on, we just did two very short recordings, hence why we're recording now the morning after to uh, tell all the stories. So I think what we should do mate I mean we set off there let's set the scene um, okay. we get to the we get to the Tivoli and uh, one of the first things that happens and we've touched on it already is uh, you nip to the toilet Um, Yeah, well. (laughs) Supposedly for a wee. Now, of course, I'm not going to miss the opportunity to do a bit of recording. So I think now's a good time. We'll cut to the first bit of audio that we got from on the night. Brilliant. Yeah, (laughs) of me me creeping into the toilets while you're in there. Again, you know, a usual Friday night for us, really. (laughs) Okay, we're in the Tivoli and uh, Ramrod's just gone to the toilet. He said he was going for a wee, but I have a feeling that he's going to have a poo. And I'm entering the toilet now. Ramrod, are you really having a wee or are you pooing? You seem to be in one of the stores, I think it may well be a poo. What did he tell me? I'm going to bang the door.
1: um, uh,
0: Oh my god, what's on the ceiling above you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So the listeners have just heard that, mate, and um, you were in the stall, and mm. and swearing blind, it was just a wee and no sort of poo activity was going on. That you were a little bit scared, you know. Is it time to fess up? Was the sort of all right,
1: mate? All right, I'll be honest with you, right? Seen as seen as it's all said and done, now, you know, I did go in there with the intention of knocking out a quick poo just before we went on the ghost hunt because I thought if it hits me halfway round, you know, I don't want to break the atmosphere. You know, and especially if we're in a cut-off part of the building, I didn't know where we were going to be going. We could have been up on the bloody roof, and I'd have thought, if I need a bloody scared poo now, I've got to go all the way back through on my own. So I tried to knock one out, but then I heard your footstep, or, or footsteps, shall we just say. <laughs> I only discovered it was yours after. So then it went quickly back up into my body, and it became a wee. <laughs> so, yeah, in all honesty, yeah, I was, th- I was contemplating a scared poo.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Like you said, you don't want to be caught on the roof and want to come all the way down by yourself through that dark (laughs) corridors. Yeah, Um, I mean, I
1: thought I was quite brave anyway going into the men's toilets, which, again, they've said there's activity in the men's toilets. I went in there on my own. That's how strong my poo feeling can get is I'm going to a haunted toilet (laughs) with no lock on the door and no paper. No toilet paper.
0: Oh, the power of your bowels, my friend.
1: Mate, honest to God, that's a a bloody night out in itself, my bowels. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. For, so thanks for that, Dave. Thanks for coming and checking. I was okay.
0: That's all right. It was all about your safety, mate. It was paramount all the way through the night. That's yeah. all I thought about. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, not the fact that I wanted a bit of a laugh and trying to catch you <laughs> having, having a poo and everybody could listen to it. <laughs> it's a good job it's not a visual podcast, this, it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, this is where listeners now, yeah, I definitely say, thank God it's audio only. <laughs> uh, so we came out of there, and then uh, I think we may as well get the second bit of audio that we did and final bit of audio on the night is where we just had a little chat between us Um, and our thoughts of what were going to happen before the actual ghost hunt began. So let's have a quick listen to that. Uh, Right, Remrod, you've just come out of the toilet. You swear that you weren't having a poo, even though you were in one of the stalls. Um, We've got here, and it's been lumped on you straight away. You weren't expecting it. We've just seen a Ouija board. How do you feel?
1: Well, you know, when you see a Ouija board before a ghost hunt, you think, is it going to get used to cut my head off? Is it going to get used to summon up a demon? Or is it going to get used by me to throw through a fucking window so I can jump out <laughs> of the motherfucker if something turns up out of the blue? Everybody's very calm, and it's quite jovial at the moment, but we've all seen the beginning of the fucking amateurville horror where everybody was happy moving into a new house. Well, we'll see, won't we? Amateurville. Yeah.
0: Is there? Have you got any last words, just in case you are possessed and dragged to hell?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't think of anything. I'm so fucking scared. Thanks, Dave, for bringing me. Go- I hope you're enjoying this, listeners.
0: Right, so we're all prepared now then. We've had a little chat. We've g'd each other up. We're all ready for the night. Um, I think it'd be a good time then to introduce everybody to who was joining us on the night as well, mate, isn't it? Mm, yeah, we had um, some lovely, lovely people there last night. We did. Uh, well, let's start with the TIFF, the team at the TIFF. Uh, we've got JJ and Kirsty there. Mm-hmm. Uh we were also joined by of course there was the medium, there was Ewan. Uh he was he'd got his team of Gillian and Carly there. And we'll go into we'll go into with individuals and what happened obviously as we go along. Um we have got the loose ladies from Radio D Side, who's Lynn and Jan. Uh and then we've got Karen and Mitch from Blazing Minds. Uh and all the links to these to the Loose Ladies show and Blazing Minds uh blog and everything into Ewan's web page into the TIFF web page will of course be on the show notes on our website which will give you the details at the end so make sure to check out the website and get all the notes and find and follow those because there's some good people we met that night isn't
1: there yeah they were a really good enthusiastic bunch you know everybody was kind of Obviously, you've got the guys who've done it for a long time, Ewan and his team, Gillian and Carly, you know, they've been doing it before, they they want to do it, they, they make you feel very safe and involved, and the Loose Ladies, well, what a lovely... A lovely couple of girls. Like it was kind of nice to see that there was somebody a little bit more scared
0: than me there, so I could come out looking a bit more like a man. <laughs> the same thing happened though with you though, wasn't it? Because Lynn went in like really scared, but then she like yourself sort of embraced everything and was like the first to go. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. You
1: just got to push yourself through it, man. You just got to. This is what it is being a man, Dave. This is what I've been telling you. <laughs> She's just got to do
0: things. (laughs) (laughs) So we got there. um, Ewan and his team, they went upstairs and they were setting everything up while we waited downstairs. Uh, And then we went upstairs and, wow, the the room at the top was amazing, wasn't it? The way that it was set out, all the equipment, the lighting, the Mm. sound. I mean, the atmosphere kicked off straight away.
1: It was – I didn't expect it. And this is the good thing. I've never done a ghost hunt before. I thought we were just going to go around with a torch and somebody was going to go. Somebody's standing behind you. But it was – it's a very professional, well – you know, and it it, it kind of broke me into it because it shattered every illusion I've had of ghost hunting, this thing. Every sort of thing you've seen on the TV and whatnot, it was very professional, very um, – like it was a haunting experience the lighting the the ambient music and the calmness in which we were being talked to just brought it down to another level I I, I expected to be running around like friggin scooby-doo <laughs> but yeah it was really nice and, and especially the layout of the equipment as well um Ewan brought everything from the spiritual side of ghost hunting to the high-tech side of goat hunting, which, you know, us men, we all went straight to the tech and the night vision goggles.
0: Yeah, night vision goggles, uh, laser thermometers, oh, electromagnetic things. Every, you know, no expense yeah. was spared. Oh, yeah, it was brilliant, all the, all the kit. And like I said, it was good to have that spread of, like, all the spiritual stuff Uh and then on the other side, all the techie stuff, you know, and you yeah. could just dip into whatever you wanted to. And you've got free reign to use whatever you wanted as well. You could use anything that was on there.
1: And the, this is good because I suppose a lot of people that are going to go on it, somebody will think, I don't want to use a temperature gauge. I don't believe that'll do anything. I'm going to pick up this Ouija board because I think this is going to work for me. So, and, and there was no kind of like, don't touch, hmm. you know feel free if you are comfortable with this item take that with you see what it does for you see if it works um you know and, and again you know there there's something for everybody there straight away but obviously there was night vision goggles <laughs> so guess what you went for so the first thing i put on my head is night vision goggles and i'll be honest i would not want to go around that place at night with night vision goggles on because i would die because you've you, got no depth perception at all. Have,
0: you were wandering around, looking like, into dark places with your hands how, outstretched. Honest
1: God, how Buffalo Bill fucking found Jodie Foster in that basement <laughs> was beyond me in Silence of the Lambs because they, they, they are bloody hard work night vision goggles.
0: Although you did pretend that you got a gun in your hand and you were doing uh, yeah, we did, we a did. modern I, day version of Call of Duty.
1: Yeah, me and Mitch, I think, kind of looked at them straight away and went, Modern Warfare. <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't have a positron thrower, which I was a bit disappointed at, because I thought, should an entity emerge in front of me, the first thing I do is blast it with something, <laughs> or not point a, a heat gun at it. Yeah, just stand there. <laughs> yeah, but the equipment was excellent. Oh, it was brilliant. brilliant. It was really, so much really good. fun, that.
0: Yeah. We should also say, I mean, you've touched on it already, mate, as well, about... Um how well run it was and how professional and but also how it wasn't you know strict you got free reign to use the equipment it was very relaxed but another way that one of your perceptions was changed was Mm. um through ewan and mediums in general i mean again you went with this preconceived idea of what you were expecting from Ewan as a medium and how different he was in real life when you met him and the the way that he took us around as well
1: yeah ewan's uh uh Class act and a real gent as well. And we both wore tweed, which was a good start. It was, it was, so we looked yeah, at that.
0: It started with like a tweed off between us. It was you a both.
1: tweed off, you know. I kind of won with the Edwardian beard as well because I thought if there's maybe ghosts there from back in the day, they might relate to me a bit more with my dress. Um, but yeah, Ewan was, um, again, dispelled every preconception I've got of a medium, everybody thinks Derek Okora straight away who gets a bum rap, I think because, you know, as we were talking to Jonathan as well um, you know, he's the real deal, and these mediums are the real deal, but the good thing about what I experienced last night is I didn't think oh, somebody's going to create a ghost experience, he just led us through it, it was almost like a tour guide through the other side without um, making it too fantastical he was very very calm and he didn't suggest anything to us and that's that was that was the greatest thing for me that really changed my perception of what a
0: medium can do it is yeah because i think obviously there'll be people listening to this that are very skeptical about it all and i don't believe there's going to be the opposite end that believe in it totally there's going to be those that are in the middle and you know swayed one way or the other and i think that's the beauty about what the Tiv are doing with this is you're you go through this experience and you're not told, "All oh, right, you're going to be scared. You're going to see a ghost. You're going to be scared. Um, there's no sort of jump scares to try and scare you that way. You're just sort of given that this experience all the way through the different rooms that you go through, and we'll touch on that in a minute. And then you just bring out of it what you want to. You're not forced to believe in anything or you're not forced to do anything like that. If something happens, something happens, mm-hmm. and you're left to your own devices to take from it what you will.
1: I totally agree with that. I totally agree. It was almost like, um, I wouldn't say it was like a religious experience because I'm not religious, but in terms of like a a self-discovery thing, learning something as well, because I mean, I'm 35 now and I like going through things that are going to teach me something. You know, that's the best way to learn in life and to go through something like this, which normally i was gone, no, I'm not interested because I'm probably going to be scared. Somebody's going to grab my leg and I'm going to get pissed off. But it, Totally wasn't that at all, you know. Um, it, it was really, I don't feel really profound about it. It's a really yeah. odd feeling I've come away with, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's good though, isn't it? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a, really give me um, give me a lot of strength in terms of something normally. I wouldn't bother doing. I, f- I said when it came out um, to JJ as well that I felt really stronger from it like it, it showed me that you know there's no need to be afraid don't go in there thinking something awful's going to happen it's a, it's a good experience just to build your character build your strength in a situation like that as well and I genuinely felt when I came out from there that I felt stronger for it I wanted to go back in and do it again and do it more serious and go in more dark rooms on my own uh, it's really weird I never thought
0: I'd come away with that. Yeah, I never thought I'd hear you say that, mate. It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> disappointing for you, Dave, because you can't I, fuck with me now. <laughs> you're
0: not as easy to scare anymore, damn it. <laughs> um, well, we started, we went outside and we got into a circle. We held hands and Ewan um, did this, oh, what was it, just protection? Am I right mm. in saying that?
1: Yeah, it's like a, a ritual where yeah. he, he'll just... Uh, Put this sage. I've seen it in so many movies where it's normally the Mexican housekeeper that suspects something strange is going on. Will go around the room with this. It's sage, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Gives off a white smoke and it smelt
0: really nice. And uh, yeah, he blessed us. Yeah. And that was good. And we'll briefly skip to the very end because the end of the night would have been us having something similar as well, would not it? Yeah,
1: we were a bit worried when we came home because you realised... We hadn't had had the cleansing, had we? A fucking dark bloody country lane you turned and went, hang on, we haven't had the cleansing ritual, maybe we've brought something with us I'm like, just get me home Dave get me out of here now
0: Of all the times for that to pop into my mind it had to be right in the middle of a dark country lane (laughs) I think we should get in touch with you and maybe you can do a house call Yeah, maybe you can do it via Skype just that do it really quick. Yeah, just come and do this cleansing from us. Because some of the things we're going to talk about in a bit, maybe we could do with the cleansing. We mm-hmm. don't know. We might have something with us. So we had that and we went inside and we were split up into two teams, uh, which was boys and girls. Really, wasn't it? It was a team of boys and a team of girls.
1: Boys versus girls. It was. the best way.
0: And we split off into two different areas. Uh, the ladies. I think they started, didn't they, up in the theatre and the cellar. Uh, and we got some of the other room Because the TIV, I mean... The, Obviously, the the majority of the people listening to this uh, have never been to the TIFF. Uh, Let's get it right, there's people worldwide that listen to this. If you're in North Wales, go to it, that's what I'm going to say, if you're in the area anyway. Um, But it's bigger than you think. It's a big building with rooms that I never knew were there. I've been going to the TIFF since the 80s and I was going, holy shit, I didn't know it was this big.
1: Yeah it's uh, it was a classic haunted house uh, type venue where you pull back the uh, the curtain and there's another world totally another world and it's brilliant because you're opening a door and you've got no idea what's on the other side. No, literally. Uh, it, was, it was fascinating in terms of a history lesson as well because any ghost hunters listening to this will probably be aware of the TIFF. Um But to actually go in there and see what the actual building is and what it hides behind you know, its, its uh, nightclub you know, face is something very old, very spooky. It is. You know,
0: quite beautiful as well. Oh, yeah, it's a gorgeous-looking building.
1: Yeah, it was um, very, very,
0: um,
1: I don't know, it reminded me of uh, something very like a Terry Gilliam-esque because it's an old theatre Yeah. and um, the way it's kind of burnt out as well, I don't know, it's it's a shame really as well
0: that it's just been left. It has got that certain sadness to it when you see, because the the theatre had this big fire and a guy died up there and there's still the fire damage that's up there and it's all cordoned off. And it is like you say; it's got that mixture of it, beauty yet sadness between yeah. the two. It's very, you know, it, it's a gorgeous place. I mean, anybody that's into photography as well, you can have a whale of a time taking photographs in there. Uh, you know, whether you see or experience any spirits or not, you know, you're going to get some great photographs if nothing yeah. else. Yeah, um,
1: there's some brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Brilliant photos we've
0: had back from there. Oh, there is, and that's just you know that was with our phone as well. Mm. <laughs> we got some great photographs. But we started. We went in. We went into some of the back rooms and we sat down. We'd got our equipment with us by now, and this was early on, mate. Where you manned up, and <laughs> well, there there was me, uh, Ewan, yourself, JJ, and Mitch in this room. There was the five of us. And it was one of the places where one of the spirits there was supposed to be quite strong. And myself and Mitch were getting this feeling from the door, uh, that a few stairs that were outside the door, and we kept glancing. And Mitch wanted the door shut. It was freaking him out, wasn't it? You know, he wanted yeah. the door shut because he was sure there was there was something there. And we're sat there and you do things, you know, like you call out to the spirits and you look, and you're doing all this kind of stuff. And then Ewan asked if somebody wanted to go and sit on these two stairs outside the door. And I'll hold my hand up, mate. I was quite shocked when you immediately went, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like I think the vodka had kicked in by that point. <laughs> and uh, I went,
1: yeah, you know, when in Rome, let's do it. I mean, we when he took us into that room initially, and I think that room, and I said after, was the one place i didn't really want to go back down to even though it was the first place we went to when we went to spookier places it was just something about that room and we were plunged in darkness and uh, yeah mitch didn't want that door open and we shut the door so then i just thought yeah do you know what i'm gonna go and sit on that step on my own in the pitch black with high frequency audio equipment and see what goes
0: on and Mm -hmm. off i went and i could see your face dave like Fuck! What are you doing? <laughs> I know. I was shocked. I was shocked. I was shocked, but really happy that you know you were just embracing it and going into it. But you know, kind of disappointed because I wanted the evening just to at least try and scare you once. But as soon as you did that, I knew. Well, that's out the window. You've, you've yeah. You've got your man face on this evening. It
1: was um. It, you know, I sat there on that step, and uh, he took him. Mean, he didn't. The good thing again about Ewan is he didn't tell me. Oh, there's a good. There's going to be a ghost there. Oh no. He he didn't give you any sort of suggestion to put a fear in your head so apparently where i was sat is where a man has appeared on those stairs so i've sat with my back to the blackness waiting you know with no lights or anything in just my high frequency audio equipment which you could hear a mouse fart in los angeles with it was so good this equipment oh it's really good Ah, oh, brilliant but I, you know i had no feelings of fear i did have a slight cold creeping feeling but that maybe is just my imagination because my back is to the haunted area yeah um but you know yeah it was quite i felt quite peaceful every time i did something and it just built for me as the night went
0: on really it was a good point you just made as well about you and how he doesn't trying to put any suggestive thoughts to you he doesn't say oh there's a spirit behind you or there's, you know, there's a man talking to you now or go over there because it's really cold he just again he lets you experience it how you experience it whatever happens to you it happens to you and it's not through the power of suggestion through him he was just we described him didn't we as just like a really great friendly tour guide who told us the history of it he gave us access the equipment to, you know, go ghost hunting, but at no point did he force it down your throat or try to lead you in any certain direction.
1: No, I mean, yeah, I I will honestly say now, if you're going to go on one of these ghost tours, if you're with Ewan, just be prepared for a, a quite enlightening experience about ghost hunting, because I think I would have been more annoyed had we been with somebody that went... Can you feel that hand on your shoulder, Ramrod? And I'd have gone, No, now I fucking can, yeah. yeah. yeah But no, nothing like that happened, but that's why it it gives me more strength to go forward and do more.
0: Yeah. And this is when one of the first creepy things happens because you're sat outside. Mm. Uh, so that leaves me, you, and JJ, and Mitch sat inside. Um, we sat there for a few minutes and, you know, we're asking you can you hear anything with the audio equipment that you've got and we're listening and then all of a sudden because the door is shut again and of course the door doesn't shut fully too and then through the crack of the door you know across the the edges of the where the door is um, this bright light just flashed really quickly and the four of us inside saw it clear as day so I get I get up and open the door thinking that you're there sat on your phone you know that's what's caused this bright flash Mm -hmm. and I open the door and you're just sat there very quiet you've got your headphones on you've got the microphone and you're just listening and listening and you sort of look up at me with this incredulous look yes and I'm looking at you surprised (laughs) because I'm expecting to see you with your phone and I said have you just turned your phone on and you said No, (laughs) I'm sat here with this recording equipment and because you hadn't even got a torch or anything. I was the one between both of us that got a little torch and I said, well, we've just seen this real, all four of us have seen this really bright flash of light come through the little crack around the edges of the door and we expected to see you with your phone. You're there with that. No, nothing. You didn't see anything from your side of it and it was like, okay, all right then. So how do we explain that? That was the first sort of little wriggle of the evening, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it did. Like it, it did, spook everybody out. I mean, I I, I admit, if I'd have uh, opened my eyes, maybe I'd have seen something. But <laughs> yeah, you uh, you know that it started quite early on, didn't it?
0: It did. Yeah, and we had there was quite a few experiences, and we're going to touch on them, you know, through the course of this show. But we went on to the stage, which a was great just to be on stage on the TIFF because the amount of times we've seen gigs there uh, and we said, oh, you know, think of the bands that we've seen, the, the groups that have stood in the place where we're stood now. Was, exactly. That in itself was a bit of a thrill. It? it was awesome. <laughs> it was I, did,
1: I did actually when we crept out on the stage I said, what's up, TIFF? <laughs> Hopefully it didn't disturb any ghosts doing <laughs> the,
0: that. Like. Yeah. But we split off again, the five of us. We went into a different part of the stage each. Um, do, you, do you want to talk about the... The equipment then that Ewan mm. brought out with, with the sounds and everything if you want to tell the listeners about what went yeah. on with
1: that well I mean again Ewan being the astute professional that he is gave us all a little area of the stage to stand in and there would be five of us We, could, I thought is he creating a pentagram with us here or something <laughs> so I stood behind the big black um, stage curtain at the rear of the stage and then um, JJ, Mitch um, Dave stood off to other points and you, I, I couldn't see him, but I presume he was in the middle. And he's got what's called, I think, was a Frank's machine. Now, I didn't know what this was, but anybody that's ever seen Silent Hill or played the video game or seen PT on the PlayStation 4 will know um, how they use radio waves to detect the other side. You know, it's like white noise or something. But the Frank's machine will hammer through um, radio frequencies like, at a split second and just pick up tiny, tiny flickers of each radio station. So... If something is willing to communicate through radio waves, which has been, you know, practiced many, many times in paranormal investigating, it will pick it up on this Frank's machine. But when you're standing there in the pitch black and he turns it on, it makes this unholy noise, which you can't really describe and any, you know, feelings of calmness I had at that point quickly vanished because it was it was a horrific noise this thing made and it was just you know static and words bits of words and bits of songs just going 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 really quickly and it was like you were stuck in some like horrible nightmare waiting for something to go ramrod through it and that was very uncomfortable um that the frank's machine is something i i would recommend you take with you should you go ghost hunting? Because it, it scared the shit out of me.
0: <laughs> it was really good using that. I mean, nothing came through it on the evening. Um, but it does It does build up a good atmosphere anyway. It's a great piece of kit. And it was on the stage as well where you had another bit of an experience as well, weren't you? You were standing still and then you weren't standing still.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not going to blame the vodka for this one because I certainly hadn't drunk that much. But I kind of put my back as hard up against the um, counter that's behind the stage as I could. And I kind of leant into it, kept my arms crossed and turned my audio equipment on. And it was almost like, you know, when somebody comes behind you and like puts their knee in the back of your knee and then your leg goes weak. Yeah. But it was kind of a bit like that, but I kind of like it felt like I'd stepped on a stone, like a big heavy brick was in front of me, and I'd stepped and just kind of wobbled my leg to one side. And that was so weird because I was standing perfectly still, like a rock. And um, somebody else said that they'd had a feeling in their knee or the back of their knee. I'm sure they had. There was a couple of people said about the knees, wasn't there? But it was, uh, it didn't freak me out, but it was certainly like, whoa, hang on, my knee's gone. Yeah. Yeah, we, maybe we had... that's my age.
0: <laughs> yeah, get used to it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there was quite a few times where between everybody. I mean, there's the classic temperature drop, and we experienced it and we got you know we got the digital temperature recorders as well so we could see it on screen but you didn't need them because there was sometimes I mean going back to um, where you were sat outside the roommate that first time and you were sat outside by yourself then I came out and there was another little room by the side of it and I sat in that one by myself and I could see you you were in like my line of vision and then I remember you sat there and all of a sudden you said just your hands went freezing cold, mm. didn't they, in front of you. This space in front of you just seemed to have this block of ice. Just, I, just, the, the, they talk so much about temperature drops,
1: don't they, when a, when a spirit is near you, but my hands, I mean, it's a quite a cold building anyway, but, yeah, it was almost like somebody poured water, cold water over my hands. Very <laughs> odd little feeling. Oh, yeah. You had it on your knees, didn't you, up in the, um... Up in the base room,
0: yeah, a few times while we were on the stage as well, and I was behind the, I was like stage left, behind one of the black curtains, and there's a little sort of couch there, so I was sat on that, and then like my knees, three or four times during the evening, it was just my knees went. Cold. there seemed to be a lot of knee action going on during that night. Stuff to do with, <laughs> stuff to do with people's knees, uh, but yeah, experienced it quite a few times, and we went from the stage, and we went into these ladies' toilets and so it was a big row of mirrors with the sinks and everything in front of them obviously uh, and then there was also a big couch in there and then the row of the toilets so we all went in there and we all went into a toilet cubicle each and we turned the lights off and saw what had happened but it was quite comfortable it, it wasn't cold uh there was It just seemed fine in the cubicles, didn't it? We're waiting for a few minutes and nothing's really happening. So I said, all right, I'm going to sit on the arm of the couch outside. Well, you know, it's still within the toilet area, but outside of the cubicles. Well, I sat on the arm of the couch and immediately it was the most oppressive atmosphere out there. And I don't know, you know, you get the feeling everybody gets it as though somebody's watching you. It was like that. It was a really totally different atmosphere to inside the cubicle, where you'd think, if anywhere, trapped in a little cubicle would be you'd feel a bit more scared wouldn't you than outside on the couch
1: you you kind of beckoned me out of my cubicle and like come here and feel this sort of like atmosphere that you're feeling i mean i was quite happy and warm in my little cubicle albeit it was the one that didn't have a toilet in it (laughs) which was a bad choice by me and the lock the lock didn't work on the door but um yeah i came out and sat on the couch with you and it, it was a, it's a strange thing because if that place had been bathed in light like it probably normally is, it's just like a nice comfortable couch in there, and it's a woman's toilet, you know, big sinks, but the feeling coming out of it and looking down the cubicle doors was, yeah, very different, and there was a different feeling, and it was so warm in the cubicle, and then freezing cold. Yeah. as soon as you step outside the door. And there's no difference, really. I mean, because they're not, like, in case, there's no roof on the cubicles or anything. So how the feelings were changing was very strange in there. That was a very odd room, that women's toilets.
0: That, for me, was my sort of scariest room. And we'll go yeah. into another reason why in just a second. But you, you said, didn't you, if it, there was any room that you didn't want to visit, it was that first one. Well, I wouldn't... Well, I would, I'm saying I wouldn't go back there. I'd love to go back there. But if, if I had to pick the scariest weirdest, most oppressive atmosphere room it'd definitely be those ladies' toilets for me. Easily, yeah, yeah. There, was, there, ooh, there was something spooky about it and so this is the point where you and, um said if anybody wanted to try any mirror scribing, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, now, wow, okay this is something that was it sticks with me even as we're talking about it now, I'm getting goosebumps mate, I'm sat here getting goosebumps <laughs> I really am <laughs> um, Oh yeah so what it, what happens is Ewan asks for somebody to stand in front of a mirror and you just get comfortable and you put your hands on the, the counter in front and just relax and you look at yourself in the mirror and Ewan's holding the light and everybody else got behind me so they could see my reflection in the mirror and then what happens is um, the spirits use your reflection to show themselves, don't they? Is how it's mm-hmm. you know, supposed to work. And I'm sure there's people listening to this that are just scoffing and poo-pooing. You know, that's rightly so, you know. Why why would you believe in this otherwise? I mean, I, if, if somebody had told me this just like 24 hours ago, I may as well have thought the same until... <laughs> until yeah. my experience of well, last they, night.
1: I mean, these sceptical these people are the same people that won't look in the mirror and say Candyman five times. I'll put money on that. <laughs> and they won't say Bloody Mary three times even. So, yeah, they, they can say what they want. But when you're standing in there and we all stared into that mirror, I mean, we're, we're five grown men, you know. We've all been through experiences in our life, but we, we looked into that mirror with Dave's face, Dave's haggard, old, <laughs> wiry face. <laughs> and Dave slowly turned into a, a rather beautiful young woman well, in front of the, our eyes.
0: This is the thing, right? So, Ewan's calling, you know, he said, if any spirits want to show themselves, show themselves through the reflection. I'm just looking, looking in the mirror, and then, I mean, JJ's on my right shoulder behind me, you're on my left shoulder behind me, um, and then I went, whoa, at exact the millisecond that JJ did as well. Yeah. And he he said, <clears throat> you, he said you just changed into a woman. So weird, man! When it happened, and I said, I know. And then we we both described the woman perfectly with the yeah. hair, every the features, everything. So that was you know a bit of a shock to say the very least. So I look into the mirror again, and then it was like a scene from a horror film, mate. And again, people described exactly the same things happening. I think. That, During the night, there must have been some sort of connection between me and JJ, because we were, I don't know if you get sort of tuned into people, I don't know what happens, but we were seeing things, we were describing stuff to minute detail of what we were seeing at the same same time and everything, but um, after this sort of woman's face appeared, I'm looking back in the mirror, and then there was like, my face went to this really old man, to then to this woman, to then to somebody else, and there was like this loads of faces as though there was like a shitload of spirits all trying to get in at the same time and pushing the other ones out of the way. My face was just like morphing from one face to another face and I can see them all now. I can see all the features of each one now, which is weird. I mean, you said you saw, didn't you? it's so like morphing effect happen in front of you. Yeah, I mean, again, you know,
1: Ewan you held that light still. There was no suggestion and we went into this blind as to the history of the ghosts there i mean i I had no idea and you've got no idea what people expect to see there no but when we described your face kind of looking like it dropped and went oval and pointy and it looked like somebody put a, a load of foundation all over your face and your face looked smoothed and elongated and then when you saw the comb over as well you're, cause you because you've got your hair is not a comb over quite clearly yeah and nobody was looking at me at that point because i was i think i was down some other end you know with my sound equipment but even jj and Ewan both said as soon as you describe that that's the man that's been seen here well this
0: this was the main one wasn't it this was the one that sort of threw me back a bit from the counter because i mean before we get into that let's just play devil's advocate for a second yeah. here because we said Ewan was there and he was holding the light so to play devil's advocate you could say okay so Ewan was moving the light slightly so that would change the shadows on my face because that was the only light source in the room now okay so you could say that Mm -hmm. how would that explain that grown men are seeing the exact same thing to hair length and color and specific details of the features and at the exact millisecond especially when this man with the comb over appeared and it was as though, it was a weird feeling, mate. It was from halfway down the back of my head to halfway down my back. It was instant, intense pins and needles. Uh, my whole body felt as though, I can only describe it as though it's like I was holding on to sort of electrical wires and plugged in, but instead of getting electric shock, I was just like being charged up with some sort of energy. My whole body felt like so energized. Now this guy's face appeared this first time, and it did. It physically it gave me that smack on the back with the pins and needles. It physically pushed me away from the counter. I couldn't help it. And again, I, went, I think like oh, shit. I <laughs> yeah, I swore uh, and again, at again the same time. JJ did this guy's face, and it's imprinted on me now. It was it, with his dark hair and this comb over, his deep set eyes. he's got this um, oh prominent. Brow, the expression on his face—he looked angry, mate. He looked pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know, you, somebody gives you that thousand-yard stare, but they're right in front of your face. You know, it was that. And again, it was like the same. We saw it at the same time. I explained to JJ, and we were back and two. So it wasn't a case of me going and he'd done this and he got that, and JJ was going, yes, yeah, I saw that, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. We were going back and two and checking on each other and saying, well, what was eyes like? You know what how was his hair cut and we'll question each other it was exactly the same thing and i went back to it and then um this guy appeared again and my face just changed and again there's going to be people listening and they're still not going to believe in poo poo but hand on heart this is what i saw there's no explanation you can't you can't explain it away by just using "okay, you" and was moving a light. There's no way. No. I know what I saw, and this. We we were
1: there. I yeah. mean, we, we were there, and um, I I mean, I've I've never seen anything quite like that. But it, it wasn't. I mean, we have got to clarify here. This wasn't Michael Jackson's black and white video where you oh, no. turned into a woman. No. I mean, it was a suggestion of features slowly, and then clearly altering split second. And then something else was coming across. But oh, it yeah. was it was definitely something odd was happening in the reflection. So whatever they were saying was like using it as like, like a... I can't think of the word. When something comes through you, passes through yeah. your conduit. That's the word I think I'm looking for. But for a brief second, there were fighting forces, opposing
0: forces. Yeah. And I think it was the man was the strongest one. Definitely, by far, for him to appear twice and it would yeah. seem you know he like as though he pushed everybody else out of the way i mean you could yeah. argue the fact that the reason because this spirit as well um he was the guy was known wasn't he he was he doesn't like women yeah uh, so you could argue i mean we you know this is all stuff we learned after the the fact you could argue that okay so all these women these female spirits came and why there was the blur of faces at the start because the spirits knew in advance that this guy would be on his way and once he got there they've got no chance of showing themselves and that's why that happened and for him to appear twice like that and so clear both times so again, if you could see my arms mate, the hairs on my arms are stood on end (laughs) and I've got massive goosebumps because it was so vivid both times um, yet never experienced anything like that in my entire life never ever
1: you got something very special there i think Uh, i think people you know interested in paranormal happenings and that will say you're very lucky
0: yeah yeah maybe so
1: you're very lucky you know because obviously that the reason why we've gone is you know it'd be great to experience something you know Mm. it's rare you know and paranormal investigators will admit it it is very rare that anything that will happen like that would happen but you were quite a lucky person i'd say last night yeah
0: And that's the thing you to go to these don't. I I think we said at the start, didn't we? Don't go expecting to see something or hear something or experience something. But even you know, if you do, all well and good. Even if you don't, it's such a great evening. It's such a great experience as a whole. You know, you don't you don't need to see or hear anything. It's just a damn good evening anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to be scared, go to the fair. Get on the ghost train some gypsy in a black cloak will grab you by the neck, and they'll go, boo. And they'll go, I'm scared. Yeah. But this isn't what this is. And I, well, until we kind of went, well, we moved on then, didn't we? And we took your experience of uh, the changing faces, and then we've obviously realised that there's a male ghost following us around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And where did we go? So we left the, we were in the women's toilets then, and... um
0: Yes, I can't even. I'm scared.
1: (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to go back into this.
0: (laughs) We, I think then, yeah, yeah, I think then we went back upstairs, uh, and we met. We went back to base. Then we we went to the base, to the base room, and we met the ladies as well. Now, Kirsty, from the Tiv, she's JJ told us nothing. Scares Kirsty. She's very often at the Tiv uh, by herself. She has to go upstairs into the old theatre and turn aircon off and turn lights off. And she's in all dark rooms by herself. It doesn't fair. She's seen things. She's heard things. But she's got no fear of whatever's there. Uh, she came in. She was scared to death. She had run. Something had made her run away. Right? And JJ was just incredulous. He said. She never runs. She never runs away from yeah. anything. Now, apparently, it was in the theatre bit at the top, wasn't it? And yeah. something had gone, shh, behind oh, her. But it wasn't just that. It kept doing it. And she started moving. And it was right behind her doing it. So she started running away. It was still right behind her going, shh.
1: Oh, I mean, <laughs> the girls said she they were sitting, I think, together. And she literally clambered over people yeah. to get away. It must have scared the absolute shit out of her. And I mean, I've only met her twice and she does come across as a sort of girl that would not scare. Yeah. You know, very, a very, a very um, not a girly girl in that sense. It's like, you're not going to scare this girl, but she was not happy when she came
0: into the room. She wasn't, was she? And then I got scared because this girl works there. <laughs> <laughs> it was good as well because, of course, everybody come back. And when we got there, there was Lynn from the Loose Ladies she was really scared when she got there yeah. but she by this point had, um, was the first to say yeah I'll do that and I'll do that and she was well into it then wasn't she, she'd gone from when we first met her at the beginning of the night going I don't know if I want to do this to just like yourself just embracing everything and having a whale of a time with it
1: yeah, good for it. I mean, I remember when we were sitting in the base room and Ewan was giving us the little prep talk before we went around, you know, uh, she kept, I kept on looking over and she kept on catching me eye and pulling a little face, and I was like, oh, God. But I, I thought we were going to be like, you know, Scooby-Doo running around the place. But, um, yeah, it was quite nice to think that she's also, you know, got some sort of strength from it as well, and it didn't, you know, put her off, and it made her want to get involved a lot more. Yeah.
0: And it was at this point as well where we thought we were in a time warp because it was, what was it, about 10 to 10 by then?
1: Yeah, man, that was so weird. We looked at our watches for the first time and literally hours had passed. And there's no way, there's no way we'd gone through hours <laughs> of sitting around in the dark. Because you would have known hours. You would have gone, God, am I still here?
0: But we were in some sort of void then. Time had just gone, whoop, gone. It had gone really quick, hadn't it? Very strange. So we went up then, we take, We sort of swapped where the ladies went earlier, we swapped all the different places, and we were taken up to the theatre, which I'd seen a few pictures of before, but of course I'd never been to. What an, a beautiful place it is up in the theatre, even though that was the place that got burned, it got all the fire damage still, it's mm. just, it's one of those, you've got to experience it to really, haven't you, to get the full atmosphere of the place. Yeah, it's. um,
1: I mean, I like history. I go castle hunting on the weekend, and I I love going around looking old ruins and stuff. But this place, I mean, if if they just opened it up more, for um, well, as they are doing with the ghost hunts, there's there's a wonderful um, old theatre to have a look at. Albeit it's burnt out, and that's the tragedy of it is that you know it was once obviously a, a well loved and you know beautiful building but now it's just like a shell of what it could be. Um yeah, yeah going up into going up into those stairs though and uh, as soon as we went up then cuz we we lost Ewan at this point didn't we? We did yeah. And um it kind of turned into uh the forego mad ghost hunting because <laughs> it was almost like the teacher had left the room and um it was just left for me Dave Mitch and JJ JJ our leader because obviously he's the most familiar with the building and um, it was like woohoo off we go ghost hunting we haven't got the medium with us oh shit
0: <laughs> but there was again we were sat there you and Mitch went down the steps in the theatre part and was looking at all the false ceiling that's in there and myself and JJ were up at the other end we we're at the top at the opposite corner and we were sat down and we were listening uh, and again one of these things happened uh, we both turned at the same time Because I heard And JJ mm. heard the same time Again we heard this Shh Because mm. you know We're calling out You know if there's any spirits there Do you want to show yourself Do you make a noise Or you know You do all the stuff that you do And then we We both heard we went Shh And we both turned And, looked, and JJ looked at me And he went You heard that right And i yeah. yeah And we said yeah It was a shush sounding He said yeah So he said Right he said P- Point He said let's point To where we heard it let's see if we point to the exact same place we pointed to the exact same place it'd come from there this one spot something someone had gone shh to us in this same and you just could not explain it. i mean how can you explain that and we did we should mention this mate uh, again you know just to clarify you know we, we took we took a total uh, we looked at it right through the middle didn't we we went in with no expectations one way or the other we didn't go in as we're total believers and everything that happens real we didn't go in super sceptical about everything we went in with a clear mind because we did one of the first things that happened yourself and Mitch walked into the base room and they've got the metal bars across um or how would you explain it? Uh... yeah,
1: it's it's like there's there's like a seating area and yeah. then there's like a like a like a bit of a shelved area where you'd like put stools and have like a little bar area where you'd rest your drinks. But it's got like like a little metal railing across the top. Now I've just I've never met Mitch before and we were just walking into the room together just idly chit chatting and we both heard like something it was almost like a piece of metal tapping really, really quickly on this um Little metal, it was like just like a metal bar going across it. But yeah. it was it was so. Or I went across. We both heard it. Literally said, "Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah." And um, you know, we, we, I didn't know Mitch from Adam, and we both heard the same thing. And we went over, and there was nothing rattling. And we couldn't as fast as I tapped with my hand and the, my phone on the metal on metal. I couldn't recreate the speed of the tapping. But we both heard it at the same time. When we went back into the bass room, we heard it again. Um, there was there, it was just little things like that just the smallest noises the shushes the tapping there, there's
0: something going on there there was and then we came when we come out of the the theatre I mean the, the projection room where, well I mean can I say about this I mean you went in there by yourself first again didn't you I mean we, we were taken
1: up there and JJ explained that you know there was this tragic fire there and uh, somebody lost their life um there's it's dubious about how the fire was started and the reasons for it and there's lots of theories so obviously there's a feeling of maybe something you know awful happened there and certainly something did somebody lost their life so you're in an area where it's filmed with negative energy because something's bad's happened so we're calling out to harry who is the projectionist as we were told and we, we're encouraging him at this point, you know, we, we've we been doing this for a few hours and we've got our confidence up. So we're calling out and we're calling out. But bear in mind, we're in this burnt out theatre with, uh, you know, a, a, a vast, like open black space in front of us. And we're sitting on cold stone steps and... Uh, uh, Somebody, I said, Joe, you know, I'm just going to go and sit in the projection room where the fire started on my own. I couldn't believe I was doing it, to be <laughs> honest. So I went up into Harry's room, as it was called, where he did the projection in. And, um, yeah, I went in there and I, I, I spoke out. I asked if anybody was there and then sat in his chair on my own. Um, I didn't experience anything in there, but I thought, I mean, this, like I say, this was the great experience I had there. Was that by this point, I felt confident enough to go into... A room where a man was you know he died in a fire yeah. and he's reported to haunt um
0: if you'd have told me that you'd have done that you know yesterday afternoon i'd have said no way no on way earth in hell would mate. you ever have done that
1: no way in hell but i'll 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 add something to that point. The safety of having you guys there was paramount because had I have gone on my own different experience. Um, I felt like if something was to happen, if I heard something, I could then call on one of you to investigate it, to to come to my aid. Um, You would not go in these places on your own. I don't care how sceptical you are, how hard you are, you would not go there on your own because there is a definite feeling in these rooms to the point where I walked out of the projection room and across the balcony, which is hard flooring, and I put my foot down and I heard wood bend like a floorboard bend under my foot and I stepped back off it and said, Oh guys, be careful here, there's a wonky floorboard. Everybody came up and jumped up and down on that spot and there was nothing. It was it hard was, floor, mate. Yeah. It was hard floor. But my foot bent into the floor and it heard mmm, like bending wood. And it put me back, because it's, you know, it's an old burnt building. It's, you know, safety and things like that. Um, You know, this isn't open to the public, apart from when you go on the ghost hunt. So it's not somewhere you can go in the nightclub normally. But, yeah, this is uh, a hard floor. There was nothing bendy. There was no wood there. nah that's weird, mate. That was very weird. Yeah, there was... uh, By this point, I think we'd all kind of gently experienced something. And then it was... uh, It came round to Mitch's tune I think, then, didn't it? It did at the end of the evening,
0: where we ended up in the cellar, which all all the old beer kegs used to be, and we ended up in the cellar, which you would expect. I mean, we went in, you'd think this would be the coldest room of them all, and it wasn't really, was it? I mean, although massive temperature fluctuations when we're in there. Yeah. But J J did um, this pendulum with Mitch, which means that Mitch stood in the middle. He relaxed. He closed his eyes. There was me in front of him, uh you were behind him, mate, weren't you? And then what Mitch did was just got him to relax, was asking him questions, and tried to use him as you know this conduit, this vessel for the spirit, uh, but what you had to ascertain first was you'd sway one way for yes and you'd sway one way for no, so you ask questions to figure that way, one out first, don't you, you know once mm-hmm. you've got that, and then you can start asking the questions now again devil's advocate, you could say, well, Mitch could maybe be a bit persuaded to involuntary lean one way or the other, but when it came to Jade, when it, we'd finished it and it came to JJ, like sort of bringing him out of it, Mitch was, he was out of it, mate, wasn't he, you know, he didn't know where he was or what he was doing or anything. No,
1: I mean, like I say, Mitch that didn't strike me as the sort of guy that's going to create no. something. You know, a very down to earth guy, you know, he's a DJ, you know, he's a he's a fun loving guy. He he was in there for an experience. But when he stood between me and you and JJ was again speaking to this a male ghost that apparently has been experienced a few times in this cellar, um and has an aversion to women, maybe it was suggested that he mm. likes men in whatever way that whatever that means he likes men god knows you know you've got bloody quentin crisp running around your friggin basement <laughs> um but he stood between us and he just he was calm and shut his eyes and jj was calling out are you there do you want us here and it was at this point where he was saying can you give me lean forward or backward for yes or no and you know mitch's mitch's body really there was a spooky noise then i just got a spooky noise in my headphones did you get that no, I didn't get it. Oh, my God. I just had the most horrible noise in my headphones, Dave. I'm not making that up. <laughs> get away. I'm not making that up. It was like somebody playing a
0: piano, like a chord on a piano. Oh, just as you mentioned the Did you hear anything? No, not a thing at this end, mate, no. It'll be interesting to listen to the recording to see if it picks it up. It but... sounded like a piano chord. Oh. Sorry, mate. That's just thrown
1: me then a bit. <laughs> that is broad daylight sitting here. Jesus Christ. Um... We're talking about this ghost, aren't we? Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about, about, Mitch. about this man Mitch um, in the pendulum. He um oh, fuck he's fucking thrown me that <laughs> has a piano chord in my headphones. Um he started leaning back like I had to catch him. I had to put my hands on him to stop him falling back. And then he started proceeding with the questions, um, do you do you like women? And then he'd lean forward for no. And then he'd say, "Do you like men?" Lean back for yes, and "Do you want us here?" Lean forward for no. And he was really—you, I mean—you saw it, man. Yeah, we had to. He uh, was moving.
0: Yeah, we had to. The reason why we were in front and behind him because there was every possibility that he could have leaned so far, he'd just tumbled over, wouldn't he?
1: Yeah, he—he was—he uh, was definitely moving. But as soon as he was brought out of it by JJ, he said he, and he had to call his name twice, didn't he? Yeah. He didn't just snap out of it. He was he was
0: gone. Oh, yeah, and you you could tell he wasn't putting it on, you know, um, through the course of the evening. You know, we got to know everybody, and everybody was just fantastic. Every single person was brilliant. We had a great time with them. And you could tell with me he wouldn't be the person that would put it on. You know, he was shocked himself with it. What, what was going on? Yeah, it was... Um...
1: My fucking head's gone, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe what just happened. Um... Yeah don't... man, it was uh... a... <laughs> Hold a mirror up
0: in front of you quick. Oh
1: God, honest to God now. Come and burn some bloody sage in here, willn't you? Come and help me,
0: man. That's very spooky. This is what happens when you don't have that cleansing afterwards, mate. This is gonna be residual oh, for oh, months maybe. now.
1: Maybe this is what's happened. Yeah. But um yeah, we, we we snapped Mitch out of it and um but it was at one point we heard the tapping on the door as well. Um it was when he asked he asked the spirit do you want us to leave? And we were we were way away from the door and there was nobody else around us.
0: And exactly. Was, uh, tapping on the but door. Because yeah. I thought we were getting to the point now, it's getting towards the end of the evening and the TIV was going to open up for club night, it opens up at 11. So the staff would start coming in about half past 10 and it was getting on for that sort of time. And I thought, oh, the staff have come in and they're starting work, you know, because this tapping on the door was so clear. And then... Me and you, mate, we went to it, and there was nobody, the staff hadn't come in yet. There was nobody around at all.
1: Oh, nothing was going on there, but there was a distinct noise outside that door. I mean, I went out then. I mean, I, I, my blood was up there, and I was like, I'm going to go and have a look, because I heard the noise, and I uh, took some photos. I used the temperature counter, but um, again, yeah, just a cold, desolate, open bar area with nothing there. <laughs>
0: Of which by now you were getting glad that the bar would open in about thirty minutes. Alright, so listeners, you may have just heard like an edit sound there. I'll probably put you know, the TikTok in. Uh if you're a regular listener you'll know one of the great things about doing this show is I just don't edit it. It's they're so easy to do. Now, we had to put an edit in because after talking about the piano sound that you had, Ramrods, and talking about spooky shit. Do you wanna say what just happened to you and why we've had to do an edit?
1: <laughs> I, I can only apologise to the listeners then about cutting off in full flow because uh I heard a very odd noise to the to the right hand side of me, which kinda of threw me off a bit. And then the computer just died. And it's plugged in and it's it's fully on and it's working but it just blinked off right in front of me and just cut me dead. Not physically, thankfully,
0: (laughs) but... Of course, it just reminded me as well something that was happening last night was how batteries on equipment and on phones were just like being drained like crazy. And JJ said with his mobile how it locks up on that certain screen and that weird sort of half screen thing appears and it only ever happens when he's at the Tiv.
1: That's, I mean, we had it with the night vision goggles, they were fully charged, we put them on, switched them on,
0: dropped dead. Yeah, the audio recorder that I took, it just like went, I mean, we did those two little clips that you heard at the start of this, and then didn't do anything else, and it was off, uh, and the battery's good, you know, I know I've used them so often, the battery's good for so long, mm. and then at one point I thought, oh, okay, yeah, let's just record a little bit here, put it on, and the battery was almost dead. just something was going on there draining power from them it was eating
1: up the power last night I mean I think like all said and done like whatever was wrapping its knuckles on the door or whatever was these, these things I think need energy to perpetuate so whatever it was taking from the electrical equipment it was using really well last night, yeah. and it's now using the fucking computer I'm using. So, if it's sitting <laughs> on my shoulder or something now, can it go away, please? Because I've got like a weekend to have now <laughs>
0: without having to look over your shoulder all the time. This is why I drink. <laughs> this is why I drink. Oh, well, we should, should say then, I mean, obviously, it ended. We went back to the base room, everybody got together, we had a, a good chat we went downstairs by now the club night had happened as well you know we went down went to the bar and got a beer and had a good natter to everyone and everyone to a person had such a great time and again I just want to reiterate that people listening to this you know if those that are within the North Wales area and want to go on this again visit our website all the links will be on there to to everybody and everything to do with the Tivoli Hauntings but whether you believe in it or not if you just want to have a good night and a great experience just go just go in and do it because it's it's really good i mean it's it's better instead of going out and go to the pub and get a few pints or you know watch a movie, go and do this instead, do something different, have a different experience, and no matter what your beliefs are one way or the other, I think from our experience, mate, you can just guarantee it's money well spent you're going to have a good time
1: certainly certainly highly recommended and from somebody that would normally run away very quickly from something like this uh, it's given me a real like good strength of character towards things like this and a new outlook on mediums and ghost hunting i mean it's very 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 highly recommended from me and i would i would go back there at three in the morning when they 're supposed to be most active, these spirits, but I think this place is just running riot with activity and I would urge anybody to go there. I'd go back there tonight, I really would I thought it was fantastic and uh, Ewan was a brilliant um he was a brilliant leader through it all, you know, and he made it very um accessible
0: yes, he did definitely very
1: accessible
0: well, what more can you say? I mean come on mate I think that's um the, we've told us this experiences we have that will stick with us forever. Um, and yeah, just please visit the website and if you're interested in the area, go to it. I mean, if you've, you're have you listening to this and you've ended, had any sort of similar experiences, send us an email, let us know about it. Or if you're the opposite and you think what we've just said is complete and utter bollocks and you don't agree, send us an email and tell us that too. We'd love to hear one way or the other, any stories about this. I'm sure, wouldn't we, mate?
1: Get in touch, get in touch, and I defy anybody, like I said before, that's sceptical, to go and sit in that projection room on their own and call out (laughs) to dead, burnt Harry and see if he comes creeping around Yeah. because uh, you'll you'll definitely have a different outlook on it then. But yeah, by all means, get in touch. We're all over social networking and we're open to all this now. We are. We're going to get suits made, I think, Ghostbuster suits, like... (laughs) 60 Minutes with Suits.
0: Yeah, and then go back and do some serious ghost hunting there. Let's do it. <laughs> right, so if you don't know by now, any new listeners, if you want to find and follow us online, if you go to our website, which is 60minuteswith.co.uk, that's with a numerical uh, six zero. Um, you can also, uh, via the website, there's a contact us form on there, or you can contact us direct, which is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. We're on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash 60minuteswith, all this is with a numerical 60 again, Uh, and on Twitter, at 60minuteswith. Once again, I want to just reiterate, everybody everybody we talked about, Karen and Mitch from Blazing Minds, Lynn and Jan from Loose Ladies, uh, you and Gillian and Carly, uh, JJ and Kirsty, Tivoli Hauntings, all the links for them will be on the show notes on our website too. Uh, so mate what's the weekend going to be for you now apart from looking behind you and trying not to look into a mirror <laughs> too Jesus
1: sweat mate I think I'm going to go and drink the weekend away now in the sunshine <laughs> and certainly not watch The Exorcist
0: yeah maybe best to avoid horror films this yeah. weekend
1: yeah I, I'll just add in to what you said there and thank thank the guys again for a really good night it was great to meet some, and it's a, it's a good uh, bonding experience because it's nice to meet new people it is and people of similar minds you know, and um, you know, I, I've met people there that I, I genuinely thought were, were were good folk. You know, y- you couldn't have a bad time last night. The Loose Ladies were an absolute pleasure. Um, Ewan, Gillian, Carly, lovely. Uh, Mitch was a legend. Karen, fantastic. And uh, I just wish I'd have seen Kirsty run away terrified, and <laughs> gutted. And thanks to JJ as well. And you're an absolute gent. Oh uh, it yeah. Was a, it was a fantastic night. Yeah. But now, yeah, I'm gonna go and drink. Uh, probably quite heavily on weekend now I've got to do my usual now it's a Saturday so I'm going to go and sit in a tattoo parlor for three hours watching (laughs) someone getting tattooed but you know
0: back to normality mate
1: just normal life yeah Yeah. drinking and tattoos rock and roll (laughs) brilliant
0: right okay let's finish this one up and uh, whoever you are wherever you are thank you so much for listening keep your subscriptions active we've got lots more shows planned for you over and out